All right. Never mind the squeaking chair. It's all my fault. If you were listening two episodes ago, I broke the unsqueaky chair, so I'm still sitting on the squeaks. Yeah, squeaking. But this is the conclusion, unfortunately, of the second annual Psychotronic Cast Black Exploitation Month. I am Alec Berg, and the talent is Derek Motherfucking Estes. You can, you should subscribe to us on iTunes, Facebook. Blah, 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 blah. We're on all kinds of stuff to listen to so you're obviously listening to us on one but keep listening and you can listen to our backlog on our website psychotronicast.com because all these carriers are stupid and they only let us carry 20 episodes at a time the 20 most current i think we have to pay an extra fee to uh, to list all of them on their respected sites but unfortunately we're spending what little money we have hosting our own website to begin with with that being said, there is a donate button on our page. Hit that up if you'd like, or just rate us on Apple Podcasts, on Last FM, tell your friends, on Google Play, follow Let's us just on Facebook, Instagram, build Twitter. this shit. Because uh, this also uh, a little uh, word out to uh, our, our our intern Dennis Hickson, who yeah. is running our Twitter account. So we do have uh, one more person besides us. That's right. We have added to the Psychotronicast legacy. This, we're building a brand, goddammit. I'll drink to that. Yeah. And, you know what? I am so glad we are ending... Uh, well, I'm not glad that we're ending uh, Black Exploitation Month, but it's probably a good thing for me because I just get way too excited. But uh, this I is really a wish great... that, like, we could, if we just didn't have to actually have day jobs and work, we could have a completely separate podcast where we only do Black Exploitation movies. Um, at the end of that, yeah, so obviously. We cannot afford to do that at this point, but... Uh, Derek, the future. just tell us. All what right. the hell are you getting us into? So, uh, if you listen to our last episode, uh, Death Force, directed by Sirio H. Santiago, uh, we decided to do a double feature. Mm-hmm. So, we followed it up with The Mothers. And this movie U-T-H-E-R-S. is Mother. Yeah, oh yeah. Mother of a Masterpiece. U-T-H-E-R-S. Mothers. Um... This movie is uh, really fucking fantastic. It, uh, again, we have uh, Jane Kennedy, who is in Death Force. Uh, she comes back for this one. Um, but the lead is uh, Jean Bell as uh, Kelly. And we have uh, Roseanne Caton and Trina Parks, who was a Bond girl as well. Uh, yeah. But no, this movie is... This is just filled with foxy ladies. It's... Yeah. Foxy and, ladies, and, automatic weapons, like a story and a, a pace that just goes and goes and goes. Choreography yeah. that you feel like you're watching almost a Shaw Brothers picture. It's like, it's it, really, it's really pretty fucking excellent. It's, it's crazy to think that, like, I, I mean, I never heard about this until two hours ago before we started this. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, uh, what did you find this on? What is this on? How so, can you okay. watch this? Uh, Vinegar Cinema released this. This might be available. I ended up getting the. Uh, they did a five-year anniversary, uh, like release. They did two: one with uh, sexploitation uh, films from the seventies and straight up you know, porn, um, which includes like the masterpiece "Hot and Saucy Pizza Girls." That John might Holmes. be something we cover. That movie is really great. Okay. Um, but then the other release was uh, horror and exploitation movies, and this was in it. Uh, this movie, I think, of of this type, it, it kept popping up. Like um, I don't anymore. Because the interface was so annoying, but I had uh, the Exploitation TV uh, channel as yeah. well. 
And this would kept like popping up like around there. It's um, so it is kind of like it bubbles in like this kind of maybe dig down into these movies. Uh, and I think of uh, uh, Santiago films like this is like probably one of his uh, highest rated. I mean, I, uh, when I look at like things like even I'm letterboxed, it's the first one. If you got a problem with this movie, then motherfucker, the problem is you. Absolutely. Uh, this movie also beyond um, being. Uh, you know, a black exploitation movie. It's the first women in prison movie that we've covered, and this movie is really kind of um, unique for women in prison movies uh, because it kind of doesn't do a lot of the things that women in prison movies do. There's no lesbian element. There's no like lesbian warden like beating them down. You take out a lot of the uh, explicit erotic elements, which you almost oh, like the women in prison movies are. Full of them, like starting from uh, like the first, like big one for of like the exploitation element of women in prison movies. I mean, there's there's some that go way back all the way, you know, like the silent era. Um, but uh, Jess Franco's Ninety Nine Women was really the one that kind of kicked off the trend. Uh, and they always have like the the sexy element. It's like the women in the showers. You do get a shower scene, yeah. Uh, but the women never get down with each other. You don't see like any of that. Um, you also don't have like, yeah, you don't have like the fucking white, the white chick or the junkie or any of those other things. You have like, you know, the white mama, black mama or, mm -hmm. you know, any of those, uh, those movies. It just, it's, it's just like a bunch of tough fucking hot black women who just, they, they're, they're never like, even when they're kind of like fucked up and get down, like they never, they always fucking bounce back up. And that's so the thing, great. that's one thing about movies like this. That Derek and I watch, and I'll um, sometimes I'll show some of these films to my wife, and she'll come away with it with different feelings. Where she, as like being sure. like a strong woman herself, she's just like, "This is fucking bullshit." Because like this woman was just tortured for an hour and a half, and she just looks pretty, and then that's it. This isn't one of those things. Like these are like some bad chicks that just are in a tough situation, and they are just straight up. Make well, they're it, like, pirates, first of all. Yeah, I mean... So it starts, they have, like, a fucking pontoon, and they're in a pirate war with, like, fucking, I don't know, the Filipino Jack Sparrow. For real. <laughs> For real. And they're uh, never... I mean, like, they will be, you know, put in, like, the hot box, or they'll be, like, imprisoned, or they'll be beaten down and battered, but, like, they rise above, and they're just always kicking ass, and they're just never backing down, and they're just gonna find a way out. Like, this isn't one of those, like, torture porn movies. Like, no. nothing like that whatsoever. There is a little bit of nudity from them, and maybe they're not wearing a bra the last third of the movie, mm -hmm. but no one's complaining. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they are... This is just a... It's weird. It's weird that... I've never heard this movie, and I like these kind of movies, obviously. And uh, this should be talked about more. And I think that we were talking about this before we started. We hit record that if this podcast does anything, we started off just Derek covering movies that he thought we should talk about. But after a while, we noticed that a lot of the movies that we started off with, people have talked about before. So now we're doing just subgenres and focusing on like a quadrilogy of sagas and stuff like that. So. The fact that we like pick up these little gems that if we've never heard of them, especially Derek, that that means most of you maybe out there haven't heard of it, and you should. So if we're talking about it, motherfucker, watch, because yeah. this is a prime example of 
just like a forgotten cult classic that should be like highly regarded. Oh uh, yeah, it really. I mean, this this movie should be seen by a lot of people. I think it's it's interesting even seeing some of the ratings. Um, I think it just kind of reduced it to being kind of an action seventies cheese movie, but I think it has a lot more. I mean, I, I think it is entertaining in that like seventies action movie, and it's really um, it is really an excellent example of that. I mean, we talked a little bit about the the choreography. Yeah. Um, and all these the fight women, scenes are great. The fight scenes are great. And there are a couple scenes where there's even like, you know, obviously they're, they're doubles. There's yeah. like one scene in the end uh, where it's like clearly a double with like fake boobs. Swinging on but, branches. Swinging on branches. Oh, yeah. But it still like works. But there's a lot of the stuff where it is clearly the women uh, and they're just doing their, actually, you can see their face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like fucking killer. You're like, it's, it really, um, it really fucking delivers. Um, yeah, I love it. And the women, yeah, they are gorgeous. And there's apparently like um, very skilled nail technicians in the middle of the jungle. Yes, we will get there. Yeah, trust. Oh yeah, trust oh, us. Yeah. But to begin with, I mean, it starts off. These three foxes are on some crazy kind of missile military Filipino ship. That only you can get when you're making a movie in the Philippines in the 70s. And they're about to rob some, like, snooty, old money, white boat somewhere in the middle of the ocean. And you know what? If I had this ship barreling down at me, guns a-blazing, and I saw those three ladies pointing it at me, I'd be like, if I'm going to go, it better be now. Because there's never a better time to die. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, like... Uh, right off the bat, like, these aren't, like, good girls. These aren't, like, the uh, protagonists that you're like, oh, I should be rooting for you. Like, they're thieves. Oh, yeah. But you root for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they just, like, take and take and take, and it's totally fine. And um, you find out quickly once it goes to, like, the next setting. Um, you really... This movie, after watching a lot of these Filipino exploitation films, like, they kind of really get into the Filipino situation Mm -hmm. where you're like oh shit like the philippines at least in the 70s is basically like the asian mexico yeah for sure like from the music to the language even like the tequila in this movie in particular because uh right after the initial fight scene they kind of go into the town and there's like uh some sort of like catholic festival going on there's like the parades and uh they're like, you know, hanging out in the bars, but you have like, you know, very, it just seems like they're wearing like, they're wearing fucking sombreros. I mean, it, it, For real. it is like, uh, it's very Mexican in that way. And it's interesting just like that, that mix of, well, it's funny because you have the mix of Filipino culture, which has the kind of like, you know, Spanish and Asian influences, but then it's also a black exploitation movie. So you have this like other, um, like element, like on top of it, that's just like, I mean, it works great. It works really good. And the lead, I guess, I mean, the three ladies have, they're their own leads in their own way, but the one that really stands out is Jeannie Bell, and she's basically a poor man's Pam Greer, but I'm broke as fuck, so I'm all about it. And a poor man's Pam Greer doesn't, I'm not trying to, like, degrade her at all, I'm just putting on Pam Greer on a pedestal so high above the rest. you and Pam Greer have, have a mutual attraction. I that woman and And she loved you she loves me literally called you out and said you were fine whenever i get down and out in my life (laughs) i literally do think of that i'm like Like you took her breath away the one the one woman i have like been all about my entire life um 
besides my wife, obviously, is Pam Greer and the fact that she thought I was attractive was the like shining. You're practically married. I'm like we're <laughs> we're going to the Philippines together. We're gonna reshoot that Black was, Mama, White Mama. That was actually amazing. Even like I was just sitting next to you, and that would probably be one of those moments that would flash before my eyes before I die. Uh, if you hadn't gotten that far back to our Pam Greer double feature, you should pay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know like the full story, I'm not going to retell it again, but if you go on psychotronicast.com, listen to the Pam Greer Coffee Foxy Brown double feature and you know what we're talking about. Yeah. But if you've already heard the episode, then you know what we're talking Basically, about. Basically, the cut the chase is that Pam Greer, when she met Alec, called him out as being fine. And that is... So yeah, the you best and, a you, man can get. So you and Pam, she's your second wife. Yeah, so me and Pam. Uh, so that's why I'm looking at Jeannie Bell, and I'm just like, you're a poor man's Pam Grier. Yeah. Until Jeannie Bell calls me fine, she's a poor man's Pam Grier. Mm-hmm. But she is fantastic in it. Um, you were who's the Bond girl? Mm. You don't meet her until about uh, a third of the way through Trina the film. Parks. Yeah, and she is like a foot taller than everybody. Yeah, she is like giant. She, she is aerodynamic and like acrobatic and. Pulls out all the stops in the fight scenes. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so good. These girls really laid it down. Like whenever there was any kind of like fisticuffs, much more than any other black exploitation film that we've covered. Like these chicks really got down well, and really learned the a, moves. A grip of them. You have a grip. Of these. Women. It's not just like one woman. It's not like you just have you know Pam Greer in like uh, you know in like Coffee and Foxy Brown. It's like she's like the one, and like maybe she has like. Some other like person she has to protect, you know. This is like all these bitches will fucking take you down, and it's so fucking rad. Um, you have this like part of the the, the plot is that uh, Kelly Jean Bell's character she's looking for her sister, who is like been missing. I'm gonna totally lay out there that I've been drinking all day. And I totally could not figure out where that plot was going. I don't know either. Because I just, like, I kept thinking, like, oh, okay, we're going to find the sister. That's going to be a, it's a rescue mission to find the sister. Mm-hmm. Seems to kind of go away. <laughs> I assumed, because for a while you don't uh, see Jane Kennedy for a long time. You're like, oh, Jane Kennedy's going to be the sister or they're going to rescue. Not the case. No. Nope. Um, but that kind of, like, propels things. Because Kelly is, like, dead set on, like, trying to find her sister. And so they kind of get in, like, these situations and these, like, Fight scenes like there's the the scene in the bar, um, oh, where yeah. she's like in that back room with that fucking dude. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I I kind of got lost at the beginning of the plot, but there's just so many. I'll put it this way: like there's an arsenal of pirate ships, mm-hmm. automatic weapons that are real, marital, military grade boats. I mean, fucking give me a camera and send me to the 1970s Philippines. Like, I'll get lost in it. Like, all I can tell you is, for some reason, these chicks are pirates. Some dudes come up to them and go, like, we need a rescue mission. If not, we're going to turn you in. So, therefore, we are going to place you under, like, fake arrest. And you're going to go work on this crazy coffee bean farm. You're going to be a slave on a coffee farm. Yeah. Which, you pointed out during the movie, is like, all they need is a giant Starbucks logo, and like, we're in real life. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Because it's like, if you don't think your coffee beans are dirty, motherfucker, it is. As I'm literally chewing on chocolate-covered coffee beans right now. You really are. I want one. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So yeah, so this is when the women in prison scene, like, or element comes in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and this is also, like, when they end up meeting uh, the Marcy character. And then they're all like, 
in this like coffee prison and fucking dealing with all this bullshit. And the <laughs> yeah. And they don't even get to drink coffee. Oh no. So then uh the like leader, like the uh not even the foreman, but the owner of the plantation, uh I think is a Montiero. It's played by the guy, I think uh I, I believe this is the right uh, Tony Carrion, the guy, but he was the guy in Death Force who like he was the head of the soldiers. Yes. He was the scruffy bearded guy who like came to like you know track down the mm-hmm. uh, the Japanese the Japanese soldiers. Yeah. So he he appears in this and he owns this coffee plantation and his main bitch, of course, is Jane Kennedy, Serena. Serena. And she looks she looks <laughs> like <coughs> coffee beans, choking on coffee beans. <laughs> slaves made them. Um, <coughs> they roasted them, but she looks like a fucking prince protege. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, oh. It's like crazy. Apollonia was taking notes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and another thing that, um, who's the guy who was in both films that, own, that owns this coffee Tony bean Tony Carrion. Tony Carrion. He doesn't just own her. He owns... A psychotronic cast theme that we have not seen in quite a while. Oh, is yeah. A dope silk robe. Fuck yeah. Do you remember? If you're, if, if you're a psychotronic cast fan, you'll know in the early episodes, it seemed like every single episode we watched, some character in the film would have a dope silk robe. Well, it's been a while, but it's back, baby. And he's we're, got one. We're, we're going to launch a, uh, a Kickstarter for a psychotronic cast uh, cruise. Uh, it's gonna be yeah. on like one of these like military grade pontoons, <laughs> and we're all gonna wear like dope silk robes. Yes. So if you if you want to join us, yeah, write uh, to us. This, just write to us. Us at gmail.com. Uh, we'll we'll drop this uh, Kickstarter, and uh, you know we'll just take your size and your color of your silk robe, <laughs> and then we'll all just like go to the Philippines. And the other thing that we will only the only food we'll be serving on this boat is Filipino corn dogs. Oh my which god, are those featured corn dogs look in so this film. fucking good. So goddamn good. I don't know. I still don't know the dressing that they put on them. But if you've seen this film, you will know that they eat corn dogs in it, and it the looks dobo. delicious. But if you yeah. look it up on Google. And you go like, hey, Google, like, what's up with the Philippines and corn dogs? I guess they're all about it. So it's a delicacy there. Maybe they even invented it. I don't even know. I couldn't even say invented right. So don't take my word for it. Yeah, I love it. So they're on this coffee bean farm. Shit is going haywire because they're just not taking shit from anybody. I love how they, like, constantly fuck with authority on this farm. Like, constantly kicking ass, constantly taking names. Constantly doing their things, like, yeah, sometimes they'll get thrown in the hot box, sometimes they'll get hung upside down, sometimes they'll just get, like, beat up, but they fight back, and they fight hard, and they're not ever gonna quit. They have, like, crazy, like, you never, you never find out, like, how they learn their skills, like, because, I mean, they have like, some crazy martial arts skills, they have, like, crazy, like... You don't even know why they're in the Philippines to begin with. No, you don't. And you None don't care. How, how they became pirates, or... And yeah. for a split second, I thought... These girls are so much trouble, why would you continue to have them in their prison? And it's like, obviously you would not kill them because they're so beautiful that you're like, I'll put up with it. Oh, yeah. I would. Like, if, yeah. Like, I don't know, if I was a <laughs> warden and, like, these three women were always kicking the shit out of me and, like, like beating my, my men up and, misery, like, set but... my prison on fire, it's like, you know what, like... Worth every penny. I know. I love that. So you have... Oh, yeah. So so you have Serena, who's uh, 
the main bitch for uh, the guy who owns everything. And then there's kind of like she kind of helps out the girls. Like they're like, uh, like I think Trina is just like, oh, like she helps me out. She even brings me like nail polish. She does say that, which makes us just her. That's nails. why her nails are done. Yeah, oh my God. Serena's been helping her get these fucking nails done. In the fucking like, you're gonna have like gorgeous fucking nails and long fucking nails, and you're just picking coffee beans all day. Come on. Uh, so anyhow. that's why you get to live after putting up with that much shit. Yeah, it's like they're still coming correct, but they're still like you know they're throwing shade back and forth, and they're like, okay, like you live in the house and whatever, like you're a whore, and uh, she's like, you don't know what I have to deal with. Like it's more like, yeah, I don't think I want to deal with what your shit is. Um, so they have all their little back and forth, but as things get more and more fucked up for these girls. <clears throat> Serena comes to their fucking rescue, and she, like, sets fire to the fucking, you know, thatched roof, you know, huts they're all staying in. And then, like, the, like, two of the girls are, like, uh, uh, like, you know, tied up in those crazy, like, teepee fucking yeah. things they're, like, hanging in. Uh, they get them all out, they make the big jailbreak, uh, and then for, like, 20 minutes, yeah, they, like, are running through the jungle. yeah. Just, yeah, like, I mean, it looks so hot and sweaty. And they're wearing, like, turtlenecks and sweaters. And here's the deal. I I like to backpack. I have backpacking gear. I, this is the 21st century. It's 2018 now. I know I have, like, the newest of new. And I, I mean, I'm also a man. But, like, if I put myself in the position of a woman, like, I can't even possibly begin to look as good as they do running through the goddamn jungle of the Philippines. In bell-bottoms. In bell-bottoms and turtleneck sweaters. And they are just straight up, like, you're still look. I can't even imagine these girls at a cocktail party. Like, because they they're... They look both gorgeous and tough. And tough. And it's, like, the, this, the whole deal is, like, it's not, like, um, exploitive or warriors where they're just like oh my god it's getting so hard let's lose the shirts and run around the jungle naked no these girls are like fully clothed and they're running around and they're like sexy and badass and they've got a plan they're literally wearing turtlenecks yeah you know? like I they're mean, you, can, you can see through the turtlenecks so like sure i mean you can like you, you you can tell what's going on but it's like if it was a modern movie like they would be wearing like a like almost nothing yeah it's like that whole thing like the, you know the superhero like comic women like the guys are wearing all this shit and the women are literally wearing like dental floss and i was about to say dental floss <laughs> yeah it's it's basically what it's, it's like they're not floss. these chicks are fully fucking clothed yeah. and like they are killing it there's even one scene that we had to rewind and we laughed our ass off so much <laughs> where they're all taking a snooze and this snake creeps up on one of the ladies the bond girl to be specific mm-hmm. and uh bites her on the chest and they're like, oh, shit. And then they like, wake up. And it's just like, oh, my God. And I, I took the direct quote down. <laughs> when she gets bit by a venomous snake, uh, she just goes like, oh, my God. Just like every other snake I ever met can't leave my tits alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, hey. Yeah. I listen. Mean, hey. It's true. A snake's a snake. <laughs> and then, of course, like. Yeah, Jean has to fucking suck out. But then she also, there's also a really good scene, too. They're like, okay, so they're all stuck out there. They're like hiking. They're like, we need to fucking take a rest. Which is fine, because at that point, you're like, do these women ever tire? They are just. I was tired watching them. Shredding through the jungle. And then finally, they're like, okay, we need to fucking take a rest. And they're like, I'm hungry. And they have all this canned food that they like 
smuggled. Um, but Serena forgot to bring a can opener. And Bitch. It's like fucking there's like trying to like hit it with a hammer. And so she just like throws the can and it shoots it with a gun. <laughs> it's like the beans explode out. She's like, dinner's served. Yes. <laughs> I would go to that restaurant. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so great. But yeah, you, you this movie this movie moves so fast. So fast that the first fourth of the movie you don't understand what's happening and then by the time you're like swung into the film full throttle you're like oh, whatever and then after that like it's like they're pirates and then it's jail movie and then it's an escape movie and then it's like a revenge movie yeah and then it's you know what's happening but you don't understand the motivation or like that you know like the the pieces don't like come together like in a way that you like, at least whatever i mean i've been drinking all day does it matter it that's doesn't the thing. matter that's we've the thing. recorded three podcasts in the last 16 hours mm-hmm. and we have gotten no sleep and it's been a blast i know and that's the way we've got to do it these days we live too far away from each other <laughs> i know <sighs> but we're coming correct for you america oh, yeah, and right. the world actually there's there's some people in germany that love us for I whatever know. reason so that. we're going to have to do a german movie sooner than later um yeah, so after uh, they go on their little camping adventure, um, the idiots catch up with them, and they get... Well, where's he meet their pirate buddies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting all over the place at this point. No, 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 it's something. Well, the last, like, 30 minutes of the movie is just, like, one gigantic shootout slash fisticuff scene. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. I mean, like, they're swinging on branches, they're firing, like, automatic weapons, and you know it's the Philippines, so they're real ammunition. It's like watching an Italian crime movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Where it's like, nobody has blanks. Everyone's dead. But with this, like, we can't stress enough, like, the fight scenes seriously do lack in most black exploitation movies, at least that we have seen thus far mm-hmm. in our lives. But this isn't like that. But like, there's like stuff. I mean, they're like doing like crazy like backflips and they're doing back like, hand sprints. Like, yeah, it's like there's. It's really um, both like elegant and like like really like well designed. Like you know, an Asian action movie. Like you know, like yeah, like a Shaw Brothers movie. But then it's like mm-hmm. it's fucking cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, I mean, listen. <laughs> the movie is just so much fun to look at and watch. Like it doesn't matter what happened. It's like yeah. they get to the shore. The guys meet up with them. They're shooting everybody. Everyone's shooting them. Beep, bop, boop, bop, bop, bop. And then they get back on that like dope boat that they were on to begin with. Mm-hmm. The pirate shit comes around. They do a few laps around it, blow it up, kill everybody that they should kill on the coffee bean farm. And it's like Tarzan rope swinging. Yeah, and there's like I mean it's. That's it's a wrap. Everything. It's not enough to like do a like a, a scene by scene breakdown. Like you just have yeah. to like shut us off, watch it, and come back and listen to us again or something. No, just fucking watch this movie. Just watch this movie. No, it's, it's it's worth it. So good. Seek it out. This was what vinegar syndrome. Vinegar syndrome. Cool. And they did. I mean, it, this is like a beautiful restoration of this. Movie. Really looks good. Um, Much better than the last one that we covered. Yeah. The um, which I already forget the title. Death Force. Death yeah. Force. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks it looks dynamite. Um, yeah, I'm actually excited to watch more of his movies because so far I'm it's two for two. Yeah, I'm all like, in. Dynamite. Like I'm I all can't in. Wait. Yeah, I I, I kind of want to read more into this guy, mm-hmm. uh, which we probably should have done before we hit record, so we can tell you what we have found out. We're but just, we're just loose that way. Yeah, just we're keeping it light. In. We're keeping it loose. Um, I mean, this kind of. I mean, yeah. This concludes our second annual Black Exploitation Month. Mm-hmm. Um, this was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always fun. 
Uh, <laughs> it's always fun both times. <laughs> but I really enjoyed this movie. I, uh, coffee, I'm always going to hold near and dear to my heart. That's yeah. the, the, the cream of the crop, if you ask me. But this is... This is almost as fun as coffee. <laughs> I would say this is like a close. There's like a one A, one B. This would be one B for it. me. This is uh, this is the way movies should be made. If you're gonna go as far out as they get. Oh yeah, I agree. I totally love this movie. I wonder how they, like, who talked to who to be like, hey. Uh, Philippines, can we film here and just make some crazy shit? I don't and can we do that for like a decade and then just disappear and then it never happens again? Honestly, I, 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 I I'm just gonna go out on a limb. I, I do think that uh, it was Sirio Santiago. I think he was uh, probably one of the the reasons because I know he had a, a relationship with Roger Corman, and that was how a lot of his movies got released. And he produced like I think the Big Bird Cage or like. Some of those those early movies. So I, I mean, that's around the time that you start getting a lot of those, uh, like that, you know, that rash of like uh, like Horman films that started getting made there as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I mean, I, I'm totally just making a guess. He, it probably is him because he was like the most, I mean, he's just so productive. He made so many movies. Yeah. Uh, and he did so many like. He did a pile of Filipino movies before he even got his hand into this. Yeah. We looked it up. He'd done almost a hundred before his death. So yeah. he was kind of like the, the, the John Ford of the Philippines. Yeah, totally. I mean like a one man show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I definitely want to look more into his, his deal because I mean, he, obviously it's fucking dope. And it's also like crazy because you think like, I mean, I actually, I mean, I really enjoy both these movies and I think that, you know, they're fucking dynamite. But you also think like, why wasn't this guy being given like so much money? Like clearly, if he could do this, I know in the middle of the jungle. And these movies are like I, you know, for like exploitation movies in this period, uh, you know, sometimes you have to kind of take like, oh, like it's really like, you know, entertaining, or there's like some really great things, but they're kind of uneven. I feel that these both these movies, I feel, are really pretty consistent throughout. Like you just definitely you watch it, like they're um, they keep a really good balance. Like it's not like. You don't have to trudge through the like the boring parts so much to get to it. like I feel like they just they keep a really good pace. Mm -hmm. uh, the action's really like satisfying and really like you know great. He really knows how to use actors and really like show them off well. Um, you know I think like almost all the people in these movies like come off as looking really competent and really like yeah like they they have like star power. It seems like this is like. You know, he's, I mean, I guess he was making movies that were, like, you know, being seen in the States, but, I mean, it seems like if people had their shit together, like, this would be that person that uh, you'd really be throwing money at, like, you know, John Woo, or, you know, someone that, like, oh, okay, like, we have, yeah, a, we have something we want, comparison. like, you know, like, oh, okay, you've been doing these, like, cool movies in Hong Kong, like, well, yeah. why not, you know, like, why don't you do a Mission Impossible movie? For real, or, like, if this was his, this is, like, his hard-boiled yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom. He yeah, it's just so that he was a little too early to the game for people to start dishing out money like this or like a. Um, oh come on! Why can't I think of his name? Maybe because he'd been drinking for twenty four hours straight. I know, right? But uh, the guy who did Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Oh yeah, it's like how you know he made his movies in Mexico, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, you want to make Blade too? Yeah, right, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like, hey, cross over and do some American shit. I feel like. 
even though technically he was doing some American shit with this movie, but just to do a mainstream one, he could have been the guy to do it. I mean, and that's that can be a future podcast. Also, I mean, we just do what if ifs. you look like on like I'm looking at Letterbox, like the movie posters alone that make all these movies look so fucking dope. Like Striker looks fucking cool. Wheels of Fire looks dope. Equalizer Two Thousand, <laughs> <laughs> like Demons of Demon of Paradise, Future Hunters. Like I don't, I don't know. Silk. Silk. Look this guy up. Yeah. Look his movie posters up. The Sisterhood? Up. What the fuck? It's like gladiator women on horses with exploding, like, Death Race 2000 type cars. Like, I mean, vengeance. Just, it's like tough bitches. Oh, and Ebony, Ivory, and Jade, which I've never seen, but the trailer plays, or they like to play that trailer at the Hollywood Theater a lot. That's Angel good. Fist. I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, I'm into it. I'm all about any all of these, of just based off of the poster. Yeah, cover girl models. Dune Warriors. Yep. Savage. So That's savage. the one that we have to watch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nom Angels. <laughs> nothing like talking about posters with people who can't see I them. know, right? This is just like, we're like That's sadistic what, as fuck today. That's where we're at right now. And that wraps up, once again, the second annual Psychotronicast Black Exploitation Month. It couldn't have been better. Yeah, no. We've, we've, have a lot I think we stepped our game up, and we've... Uh, I can't wait. There's just so many movies. You might have to do a little... Yeah, I might have to sprinkle some more of these movies throughout uh, the year, because do you, one month is not enough. Do you know, Mr. Curator, where we're going next? You don't have to t- say the next movie, but at least the genre to mm, tease. I'm not totally... I There are other... Because, um, yeah, we like to be seasonal. <laughs> uh, there's definitely some stuff further out into the future that I do know that I want to cover. Um, but I'm not... I haven't totally locked in what uh, what our next one's going to be. So, uh, yeah, look forward to it, though, because it will be fun. Yeah. And like I said before, if you have not... Um, if you only see 20 podcasts on whatever form you're listening to this on, besides our website, psychotroniccast.com, just know that this is like episode 41, 42, something like that. So there are plenty more backlogged for you to scope out. Like we were mentioning earlier, the double feature with Pam Greer, the coffee and Foxy Brown, mm-hmm. where I tell my amazing Pam Greer story that I still don't believe happened. And oh, it's yeah. even crazier to think that this happened like a year ago now. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. Time really flies. I mean, it's so crazy that... Yeah, that was... Yeah. I, need to get, I need to get back on track. I mean, I want to have that feeling again. Yeah. I want to make something happen. So, um, look out, world, because you're, I don't know. I, I'm just going to end it right here. All it's right. been a long, it's been a long 18 hours of hammering out these podcasts, but I couldn't have had more fun. So, yeah, we'll see right. you for the next genre. And right. until then, let's keep it purely casual. Casual.